come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Fury Road. We are your hosts, Mark and Brooke. And we are a week late getting this one out because sickness has plagued the entire country of Canada. It's like fucking COVID all over again. Yeah. My kids had strep. You ended up getting sicker than a dog. Yeah. I'm a little sick right now. Yeah. Just fucking crazy. Not fun. No. I almost got you in shit before we started recording because you were taking a while to get here. Yeah. And then I was sitting there, I was playing on my phone and I was like, fuck, where the fuck is he? And I was about (laughs) to text you and I was like, oh, I'm a dumbass. I didn't even send the invite for this too. (laughs) 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 But yeah, you're feeling better. So here we are. We're back. Back Took Took a week break just to hopefully start feeling better. Yeah. But anyways, we are talking about 1981's Escape from New York. This yes. Week. Uh, this was a movie that I watched quite a bit growing up. I know you mm-hmm. just watched it for like the first time last year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just always something about this movie that I, I liked. I feel like it was one of those like faux pas movies. Like I probably shouldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I've always had a lot of fun with it. But yeah, before we start talking about it too, too much, let's do our box office news and booze. Let's do it. I'm going to be fully transparent and I am 0% prepared for this episode. But it's all good. <laughs> normally I do all my notes and shit the day before, like whenever I'm yeah. at work, because I usually have like a slow period at work, mm-hmm. especially on Fridays. But yeah, I was already telling you. Um, that- well, while we get that together, I have some breaking news. Yes, yes, yes. I'm very excited. Uh, we had our next appointment with the doctor today and we found out the gender of our kid and and i am having a son oh shit yeah nice i was wrong (laughs) that's awesome yeah very excited wicked yeah sarah will be happy because she got it right nice (laughs) That's, that's wicked congratulations thanks man thanks I'll need all the uh, the son advice because most of my other friends have daughters, even though Al and Jeff have a son too. But yeah, I yeah. have three of those. So. Yeah, <laughs> fully prepared. Yeah, awesome, sweet. Are you happy? Like, obviously, you're happy. Yes, having very a happy. Child, yeah, regardless, yeah. but like, yeah, were you leaning more towards a boy? Or I mean, I think I wanted a girl, but like, I'm okay with either. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're going to have more kids. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see how this one goes. But, yeah. Just don't go for a third because that's when you end up with a fourth, too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Great news. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, what are we drinking tonight to uh, celebrate? So 
Well, I haven't been drinking the past two weeks because I've been sick, so I still have like two Canadian left. So nice. Finish those off. Yeah, I think our last episode you were drinking like green tea or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what about you? Um, I actually found an almost empty case of Miller Light in my uh, laundry room. There's three three beers left, so I. How long have they been there for? Uh, probably a while. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Halfway through the summer, maybe. Yeah. But it's cold in there, so it's all right. Okay, and what have you been watching since we last talked two weeks uh, ago? Quite a bit. Uh, I'm not going to go in depth of everything. So quite a bit. Cause it's been like two weeks since we've recorded. But, uh, let's see. Um, I don't know if I talked about David Fincher's The Killer. <laughs> no. But I watched that. Um, I liked it. It was good. Not Fincher's best, but uh, Fassbender yeah. was awesome. I heard it's pretty good. It is. Um, Can you scroll your screen to the side a little bit? Is that uh, possible? I don't know. I don't know why. Ever since you got your new computer. Maybe uh, if I minimize it. Oh, oh, there we go. What? I just... It, it worked? It, it went across the screen, yeah. Weird. Okay, I'll leave it right here then. <laughs> well, <laughs> it went too far now, but it did move over. Oh. Uh, I don't know. What, it was like whenever you moved your cursor or something. Is it still the same? A little bit more. And whatever. There. Perfect. Perfect. Right there. What the fuck? Okay. What did you do? Just moving my cursor. I don't know. That's fucking weird. Okay. Uh, anyway. Um, and then I watched Violent Night. Uh, finally came to a streaming service. Been wanting to watch this forever. Um, I was telling you I should have fucking saved it for like December episode. But yeah. oh well. I liked it a lot. It was a fun time. Uh, I mean, Ruby Gilman just randomly threw it. I'll try to watch the 2023 movie. So, um, I watched Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. That's nice. quite the uh, <laughs> the name. I, I liked it. It was uh, it was funny. Yeah, it's um, good. One. Uh, now you see me too. Uh, Bros. I finally watched. I've been watched this for a while. I thought it was a funny rom com. Um, it was good. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, but Tina had never seen it, so I had to make her watch it for the first time. She absolutely loved it. it nice. Was, she liked it a lot. How do you not love that movie? I know. Um, and then I watched probably the most de- dis- divisive movie yep. of 2023. Uh, you liked Skin- it? Skin him a rink. And I fucking loved it, man. Okay. Like, out of all the friends on erica gave it a three and a half i think so i think she liked it but man it's it's actually it's scary man okay uh, it is a bit long it's like an hour and like 40 minutes mm. so i mean it is it is long but it's fucking i liked it a lot man yeah okay um i watched the new adam sandler movie leo uh not good at all don't <laughs> uh, don't watch it unless you watch it with your kids then yeah that's fine. Um, and then I took yesterday and today, today also watched a few movies. Uh, watched The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Um, I liked it. It was okay. It's all right. Nothing mm. nothing special. Uh, I watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I've never seen that movie, so I thought I'd oh, damn. watch it. It was, it was a fun time. And then another one on my watch list, I watched uh, Rush today, which I've never seen. And uh, yeah, I liked it. Nice. Good stuff. And then Tonight, Patina uh, and I, we started the new Squid Games challenge show. 
Okay. We still have like 18 minutes left, but uh, it's, it's fun. It's a good time. So it's like a, re- a reality show? Game yeah, show? exactly. It's like okay. people it's like just doing the Squid Games. like Without stuff. the dying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, people still got shot, just it's with paintballs. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah. Cool. Um, I haven't watched really anything, surprisingly. Um, watched Wayne's World back nice. on the 12th, which was 12 days ago. Uh, then we watched Home Alone with the boys. Nice. And then we also watched Ice Age that same day, and that's all I've watched. Nice. Um, I got back into Ink Master. They used to oh, nice. that show and they just released a new season not too long ago. So I kind of blasted through that and in like one night. I watched yeah. like five or six episodes. I was oh, like, wow. Jesus Christ. But yeah, uh, uh and I got into it that like two years ago. Like we watched like I want to say like six seasons of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good show, man. It's one of those shows that you can just like veg out and not really worry about anything. Like you get to see yeah. all the cool tattoos and shit. It's I don't know, it's yeah. just a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Joel Madden's the host now. Not oh, Navarro okay. anymore. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, been playing video games, reading, reading quite a bit, trying to make sure I hit my reading goal for the year. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I saw you were complaining. It was like what, like two weeks ago, maybe. You're like, yeah, I still have fucking ten books to read, and blah blah blah. And I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it, but I'm gonna try really hard. And then I. I looked at your Goodreads and you're reading a book that's like 800 pages long. <laughs> I know. That's not going to help. <laughs> no, it's it's the third book in my trilogy I've been reading this year. So like, because I have so many like series lined up for next year that yeah, yeah. I want to do. So I want to finish this series. It's the last book. So I feel like I'm going to get through it quicker, quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah. I thought it was funny. Um, Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all I've been doing. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of like reading, uh, um, you've been into the was the splatter splatterpunk splatterpunk, and I read a book that in like literally one night because it's mm-hmm. super short on my Kindle, it's like seventy five pages. That uh, you and Erica both read, and you guys both liked it. I think we or maybe liked- not like not liked it, but like I don't. know, You guys gave it a pretty good rating. Like, yeah, I think we each gave it like a three. Yeah. But like, um, that's on Goodreads. Like, realistically, probably like a two and a half. But yeah, Goodreads yeah. doesn't have the half points. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I finished that book. Just, I don't know if it's for me. I started another one. I don't know if it's Splatterpunk, but it's called uh, Haunting Adeline. Okay. It's on uh, Kindle's like a series. But like, at the beginning, I had like that kind of same like warning message. Like, mm-hmm. uh, this book got released like taken off of shelves and the only way you can get it is like on kindle or like she's like even like email me for a copy i'll send you a copy of it because like people took it off the shelves because it was so fucked up i guess so yeah yeah i think i've read like maybe four of them this year they're they're all generally pretty short like anywhere from like you said like 75 pages like 150 pages yeah um and the ones that I've read have had like varying degrees of mm-hmm. like splatterpunk esque material, mm-hmm. but it's like I, there's something about them that just intrigues me because it's just like, what type of person writes this stuff? Yeah, 
And it's almost like it's like these fantasies that they have that they can't act on. So like the only medium that they can get it out of is through a book. (laughs) And like the crazy thing is like the one that we, that we just read, we guys read it earlier, but it was written by like a female author. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and then at the end of the book, it had like kind of uh, like a thank you and like a bow in, She's saying like how she wanted to put like her thoughts on paper and she really like thought about this. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. If any of our listeners have ever read No One Rides for Free, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 It's messed up to the it wasn't max. Like, it wasn't even gory. No, just gross. Like, yeah. yeah. I can't mention it on this podcast. <laughs> get taken down. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's get into this box office. There's some interesting ones here. Keep in mind, this is from last weekend. So November, the weekend of November 17th, um, Taylor Swift, the Eras tour is finally out of the top five. Um, surprisingly, Five Nights at Freddy's is still in fifth place. Uh, that makes sense to me. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it brought in 3.5 million last year or last weekend. Uh, the Marvels, which is the MCU's worst opening movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is its second week in theaters, and it brought in $10.1 million. Thanksgiving came in third. Nice. Uh, with $10.3. Uh, Trolls Band Together came in at second with $30 million. Mm, Didn't even know there was another Trolls movie. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and rounding out the top five in number one is the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which brought in $44.6 million in its opening weekend. Nice. Domestic. Yeah, speaking of trolls, there's a, a TikToker that I follow on like on his letterbox, and like his son absolutely loves like one of the trolls movies. So if we go to his letterbox page, he just has an eyes all his diary, it's like Every like day or every like two days, it's like trolls log, <laughs> trolls log. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that was like me with uh, the Secret Life of Pets for a while. Yeah, yeah, kids love that movie. But yeah, so interesting top five. Um, I'm not gonna watch the Hunger Games. I want to read the book first. Uh, yeah, because I was always a big fan of the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm definitely interested to watch it. Yeah. And what do we have for 4K? You have two weeks to catch up on. Oh, I'm not going to do last week's. <laughs> you got to tell me if I'm in the right spot again. I'll try and see if I can get it. Is it good? No. Any better? No. That, well, it, uh, yeah, that should be all right. That's good? Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we got Love Actually. I uh, still have never seen that movie, but uh, uh, Oppenheimer on 4K, which I did pick up tonight because I doubt it's going to be released on streaming because Christopher Nolan has been very vocal about uh, streaming and physical media lately because basically, like the streaming sites, they can do whatever they want to the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen people reselling the Oppenheimer 4K? No. 
people were reselling the 4K Why? at like higher prices. Hmm. It's like like 100, 140, 150 bucks. Really? Like people picking up like multiple copies of Oppenheimer and reselling them. That just seems silly at this point. Like, yeah, I'm sure they're not all sold out. No. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Probably won't watch it tonight because it's like a three-hour movie. So mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe Sunday. Did you watch it in theaters? No, I never got. The, oh. I never did. I, we went and watched Barbie instead. Yeah, that's which, great. Not complaining. Barbie was good, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Saw X uh, on 4K. Uh, like Expendables that. Four. I thought that was Becky Lynch for a sec, but um, Train to Busan and Peninsula uh, two movie collection, uh, The Fugitive on 4K. Nice. Uh, get a nice little Resident Evil box set. Um, that's thick. That's a lot of fucking money, though. I don't think I <laughs> would pay that. And that's American too. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball movie. And Mean Streets. Nice. That's it. What about Stalag 17? I mean, sure. If you, <laughs> Whatever that is. If you're into that. Let's uh, dive into this movie. Do it. All right, like we said before, we are talking about Escape from New York from 1981. Starting off the synopsis in 1997. So... 16 years into the future for whenever this movie was released. Yep. The U.S. president crashes into Manhattan, now a giant maximum security prison. A convicted bank robber is sent in to rescue him. Kind of a wild premise for a movie. This movie is crazy. <laughs> They've turned the entire island of Manhattan yeah. into a prison. There's it's, no guards inside. It's not even really a prison, though. It's just like a free for all. Well, I mean, it is a prison, though, because they can't get out. Yeah. I don't know. I have lots of questions. And like, Manhattan is the richest borough in New York City. Yeah. So why are you picking that one? <laughs> like, well, it's like, an island. I know, but like you have Wall Street, you have Times Square, you have the World Trade Center back then. Like, just mm-hmm. makes no sense that you would completely give up all of this money on this island yeah. to turn it into a fucking prison. Yeah. But, anyways, we didn't make the movie, right? Nope. But, who did? John Carpenter did. <laughs> Yeah. Mr. John <laughs> Carpenter. Uh obviously I feel like everybody knows who he is, but he's directed movies such as Halloween, The Fog, uh Dark Star. Uh what else do we got? Whole bunch of movies. I'm trying to where's his director? There it is. Like I said, I didn't really come fully prepared. Um, Ghost of Mars, Vampires. He did Escape from LA. Body Bags, They Live, Prince of Darkness, Christine, The Thing. Just a shit ton of movies. Lots of horror movies, obviously. Um, And this cast, if Josh listens to this episode, he's going to fucking kill me for saying this. But this cast is basically like 
an older version of Rob Zombie directing a movie because it was like Carpenter and all of his buddies, people that he's worked with before. So like we had Kurt Russell, who was in the thing. Yeah. We had Adrian Barbo, who was his wife at the time. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, Tom Atkins, who was in the fog. Hmm. Uh, Donald Pleasance, who was in Halloween. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was somebody else too. But it was just like, I just, it, to me, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is just Carpenter and all of his buddies making a movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Kurt Russell played Snake Plissken. Lee Van Cleef played Hawk. Ernest Borgnine played Cabby. Donald Pleasance played the president. Isaac Hayes, who is most known for his role as chef on South Park. Dude, played, I knew I fucking recognized that name. Played the Duke. Um, as I mentioned, Adrian Barbo, she was in it. She played Maggie. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton played the brain. Tom Atkins played Ram- Ramey. It's just, I don't know. Big cast list for the 80s. Yeah. My favorite character in this movie, though, mm-hmm. is Romero. I mean, Carrot Top. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this guy, man. Yeah, he's wild. He was just so fun to watch on screen. Yeah. And just like his body movements and the way that he like talked and mm-hmm. his fucking weird ass laugh that he did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was played by Frank Doubleday. Who I do not recognize. But uh, do you have any honorable mentions? I, I mean, do I kind not. of fucking rhymed off everybody that was in the movie. But yeah, no, I didn't know. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, let's dive into this discussion. Let's get into her. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, it's 1988. The crime rate has risen 400 mm-hmm. percent. Uh, that's a lot. So yep. they decided to turn Manhattan into a maximum prison. They built the wall around. Um, they have pretty much the whole army that controls this area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then now it's in 1997, almost 10 years later. And we get to the prison. There's like two people trying to escape really badly on this raft and this helicopters comes up they're like you guys got 10 seconds to turn around or we'll blow you up <laughs> they don't turn around and just blow them the fuck up <laughs> like watching guys try to escape alcatraz yeah it's like what how, what was your plan like mm-hmm. it's like a 20 foot wall 25 foot wall yeah it's like how are you gonna get out Uh, so we meet our boy snake he rolls up he's got that eye patch and looks badass um i really like this character of snake Mm -hmm. um i know kurt russell has said this is his favorite movie that he's done and that snake is his favorite character and uh i can see why he's his favorite character he's uh he's a badass for sure yeah he's just like a i don't give a fuck attitude super Mm -hmm. badass he just, yeah. I don't know, he just kind of beats by, or what's that saying? Goes by what? the beat of his own drum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
just like doesn't give a fuck about anything really yeah and uh pretty much everyone knows who he is like almost everyone that he meets everyone like knows who he is that they thought he was dead um but he's not obviously uh hawk is kind of like the warden i guess yeah he's like chief of security or something like that yeah 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 the thing i don't really get is like hawk is like or not hawk uh snake is like infamous like you said like Mm -hmm. all the prisoners know who he is all the cops know who he is and it's just like all he did was rob a bank yeah (laughs) like it's not like he's like some big fucking prison hero like why does everybody know who this guy is like i know he's in oh go ahead he's in the military and shit before he robbed the bank but yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say too like hawk is reading off like his uh stats basically and Mm -hmm. you know he's like oh going on about like he's an army vet did this this he got two purple hearts and like he was a pretty good soldier but then Mm -hmm. just made some wrong choices i guess yeah uh so they get a kind of uh call that there's a plane coming into the airspace um and that's gonna crash and they find out that it's the Air Force One, which has the present on it. Mm-hmm. And one thing I didn't get about this is like in the synopsis, it mentions like the Soviet Union, I think. Oh, yeah, it does. You're right. Um, but like, I don't know that really they don't really touch on it at all. No, like the whole reason that they get the president out because he's the president, but the president is on his way to some summit. Um and he's going to be talking about like a uh, nuclear warfare basically. Mm-hmm. And on the plane there's the lady pilot who was like speaking English but she had like she was a suicide bomber basically, right? So like yeah. was she like a Russian like infiltrator like yes. It well in the notes it says she was a revolutionary. She was part of a revolutionary organization opposed mm. to the government. It didn't yeah. say who, though, but she sounded Russian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the planes about to crash, and I don't know if it's just me, but is Donald Pleasant like a terrible fucking actor? He's not great in this movie, that's for like, sure. He has to be the worst president I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. He like, was terrible as president. <laughs> whatever the door, whatever they realize that, She's locked it. They can't open it up. And they go over their table and they're like, oh, she's locked a door. Like, they just like get the pod. And it's like no emotion. (laughs) Like the place with the crash, all of your like generals and stuff are going to die. Yeah. Like I'm sure his wife was on that plane. Right. (laughs) And he just had no, no character emotion or anything. Yeah. And like with the movie, like he just, Man, he was so bad. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's just how they wrote the character, or if, yeah, I don't know. It definitely I mean, he's wasn't kind of like that in in uh, the Halloween movies too, right? Yeah, he does show some emotion in those, but yeah, a little bit. But I shot him six times. <laughs> but I love the guy that's trying to break into the cockpit too. He yeah. just like standing there, like all straight, and just mm-hmm. going like this. 
<laughs> with his gun i'm just like you could not put any less effort into that <laughs> yeah 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 uh then the, you know like okay get the pod and they go over to this little red pod that i guess is to get him out of there looks like the pod that superman came in on <laughs> whenever he was a baby just it like did. a little tiny um, fucking thing but it's like this movie I feel it was so bad at predicting the future. Uh huh. Like, okay, yeah, the like the the prison thing and like the crime rate. Like, I'm sure crime has went up a lot. Um, not that much, obviously, that to make a jail like that. But mm-hmm. like, just the technology and stuff. It's like, do you not have parachutes in this plane? <laughs> like, how is the pod the only thing that can escape? Like. And only one person can escape it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. I did not like Donald Pleasance in this movie. I thought he was just terrible. Um, and then they put a tracker on him uh, right before the plane crashes. And I feel like a lot of this stuff is just kind of like thrown in for like the plot of the movie. Like, I don't know, like just the story doesn't really make sense to me like mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i'm trying to see how much the crime rate has increased since the 80s to now keep going though i'm just doing yeah. a little side project um i wonder why they chose 1997 yeah like because a lot of movies that take place in the future back then like they go up to like 2000 right mm-hmm. like yeah like 2000 seems to be like where they thought like, okay, the technology is just going to start booming at this point. Yeah. And I was confused too, because like um, in 88, you learn about the, they made the prison and then it had like 1997, then it had like a now underneath it. So it's like, why do you need to put now if it's movie didn't come out in 1997. So why are you putting like, yeah, I don't know. Um, wasn't it the so, Jetsons that took place in like 2020? I never like, really watched the Jetsons. Uh, I think it took place in 2020. And it was just oh, like, okay. this is what the Jetsons saw at 2020. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody in flying cars. And that's like what it's actually like. It's just like some fat guy sitting on his couch playing video games. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, so Hawk is sending some soldiers in to get uh, the president. And, like, I'm sorry if I'm going to be shitting all of this movie for the most part, or, like, not shitting on it, but, like, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I didn't quite understand or, like, Mm -hmm. get why they did it, but, like, okay, so Hawk sends in himself and all these soldiers to Mm -hmm. get the president, Then they get to his pod, and then, like, what's it, Romero shows up, and then, I guess they threaten to leave or to kill the president but like mm-hmm. i don't know you have all of these soldiers and then you're gonna send in one soldier to do the job like but it's snake pliskin man like yes that's fair that's fair he can sneak in all quiet and shit yeah he has the <laughs> mind of a criminal it's true think uh, about so, all the yeah. video games we play yeah you're a lone soldier going in nine times out of ten. Yeah. Like like Snake. Yeah, exactly. 
Metal Gear Solid. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Hawk finds the uh, the pod. The president's not there, obviously. And then you see this guy in the background and very interesting character. Like he said, his name's Romero. He is just to me, I thought it looked like Keratop right off the bat. I'm like, oh, Keratop's in this movie. <laughs> he Got looks like he... wild hair. Yeah. And, oh, looks man. like he stuck a fork in a fucking light socket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so he comes up and he immediately shows like a cloth with the president's finger in it with a ring. Was that actually the president's finger? Did they ever bring that back up? Yeah, because you see the president later on. He's got his hand all wrapped up. Oh. And he immediately says, like, if you guys don't leave here in 30 seconds, we're going to kill the president. And then Hawk is like, well, let's make a deal. And then uh, Romero just starts, like, counting down. And then he's like, okay, soldiers, let's go. Get out of there. Yeah. I love that scene, too, because Romero's just like, like, you're not going to talk your way out of this. Just <laughs> no matter what you say, yeah. I'm going to keep counting down. Yeah, exactly. And he said, he says, too, he's like, if you touch me, he's dead. If you look for him, he's dead. If you're not out of here in 30 seconds, he's dead. I I thought it was good. Yeah. But, like, what is there? Because Duke has him. So, Mm -hmm. like, what is... Because they don't really use the president as, like... Like, they they don't use him in their plan to get out of there. Their plan is just to get the map and take the bridge to get over the wall. But they aren't using like the president as like. Uh... Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, like a bargaining chip. Yeah, exactly. I think their plan is to walk out of there with the president, so like the army doesn't attack them. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think they want what's in the briefcase. Like they don't know what's in the briefcase. They just know that the president of the United States has a briefcase fucking handcuffed to himself. Oh yeah. So like, there's obviously something important in there. Yeah. Uh, so they are getting Snake to go in to uh, get the president. Um, he has 24 hours. They'll give him a full pardon of all his crimes. And Hawk is telling him about uh, kind of the people in there, like the crazies. They are people who live in the subway. They only come out at night. They're like night raiders. So. Mm-hmm. Try and not walk around at nighttime, but I mean, he only has 24 hours, not much time to. And he lands in there during the night. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, and then like he gets to this like lab, and Hawk is like, Okay, we're gonna inject you with you know some antiviral thing. And I was like, Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. And then you find out that it's like actual bombs that are put into his (laughs) his bloodstream. Uh, because if like he tries to hit the glider like drive off somewhere else to Canada, which they bring up mm-hmm. that like these things will go off in 24 hours. and basically like, blow his head off basically. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, they got all their bases covered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he gets, takes the glider. He gets to the top of the world trade center. And uh, some of the CGI was not great in this, <laughs> this movie. Terrible. Or it's like a couple scenes. That like... glider seat was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, it, <was>. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a little toy glider that would have been like hung up by like a fishing line and they're just like kind yeah. of bringing it closer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he lands on top of the World Trade Center and then he has to make his way down, take the elevator like to the 50th floor and then uh, walk the rest of the way. Um, 
and he has a gun with him, like a shotgun. He's kind of scoping out the area. He finds like a, a feeder that's like there's people in there doing plays. And I wasn't sure at first, like if it was only men in this um, prison, mm-hmm. but there is like a couple women. You don't see too many of them, but there is like maybe see. Yeah. Yeah. There's that one woman, that blonde girl that he, he runs into and then she gets taken out by the, uh, the crazies. Yeah. Through the floor. Yeah. And there's a couple of females in the play too. I thought they were all men dressed as women. Oh, maybe then. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. But uh, Maggie, she was uh, a big mm-hmm. part in this movie too. So yeah, he gets in the theater and he has like a tracker that is like tracking the president. Um, so he gets to there and then the, this guy recognizes him. It's uh, Cabby is his name. Mm-hmm. And the like, key immediately knows who he is and you know, he's going to the basement and tells him like, oh, don't go down there. But he goes down there anyway. There's like I don't know, druggies about to violate some girl and <laughs> some like old man sitting down and he goes up to him and then like people try and like attack him, but he just like too quick just fucking punches him and <laughs> yeah, it's a funny little scene. Um yeah. and then he finds the tracker and some guy like punching someone from behind. So he like takes that guy out and then sees it's just some crazy guy that has the tracker on him and mm-hmm. he's like Oh, I thought if I put this on, I'd be the president. He starts singing a song. <laughs> and then Snake calls Hawk is like, yeah, it's not him. And he's like, what are you talking about? And like puts a mic on the guy and he's just singing into the microphone. <laughs> but then Cabby, he asks Cabby if he knows where the president is, and the cab and Cabby knows that the Duke has him. Yeah. But the Duke is like I don't know, he's like the Duke of New York City, right? So like nobody wants to yeah. fuck with him. He runs the streets, like yeah. Drives a fucking Cadillac with chandeliers on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I thought I thought Duke was cool, but I felt like he wasn't menacing enough. Mm-hmm. Like I I I feel like because there were so many other like bad guys yeah. in this movie that like it's just the number game, right? There were so many people yeah. that were chasing after Snake. It didn't really feel to me like Duke didn't feel like it, right? Yeah, like for me, the crazies would have been scarier than him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which we see in this next scene. So he gets he goes back to the pod and then he hears like some guy clanking on like the manhole. Mm-hmm. Goes up to it and fucking someone pops out, and then you see all these people coming out of the manholes of the sewers. Snake is like, I get the fuck out of here and goes into some diner and then like almost falls to the floor, then meets this girl and she like knows who he is. And I thought they were gonna like have sex at one point, but mm-hmm. they don't. And then she just gets grabbed from underneath like this wooden floor. I'm like, how the fuck do you get through this thing? Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, so yeah, he kills a couple people and then he oh, he's in the Turks, and it's like a, a thing. Um, I love when he's like running away and like he runs up into a building, climbs up, smashes a window, puts it like a dresser in front, mm-hmm. and some guy like reaches in and just fucking shoots the guy's hand off and like <laughs> clean off and like smashes another window, jumps down, loses his walkie-talkie or something, and like goes up yeah. and is like trying to get away from him. <laughs> I really like the the set design in this movie. I think was probably the best thing about mm-hmm. it for me that I really yeah. liked the most. Yeah, it looked good. Uh, yeah, they actually used this set for Blade Runner. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in uh, 1982. Huh. 
makes sense shortly after um so snake's getting chased by the back the crazies and then cabby pulls up in his cab which is like decked out has like uh grates on the windows and stuff and snake gets in and he like has his liquor you know lights it up he's like ah this stuff's worth like a shit ton but you know you got to use it so tosses out and drives away and then he's telling him about the, how Duke has the president and that he wants to meet Duke. And Cabby's kind of like, well, I don't know. Once you see Duke, you never come like he'll kill you basically as soon as you see him. Yeah. And then Snake knows that there's an old friend of his that is in this prison named Brain. So Cabby takes him to Brain and... Uh, you know, threatens to kill Brain or if he doesn't tell him where the where Duke is. Um, and Maggie's kind of like Brain's girlfriend, lover kind of thing, I think. Well, Cabby says that the Duke gave Brain Maggie to keep him happy. Mm. So I feel like she was part of like Duke's crew or like. Oh, maybe um, because Brain makes the gasoline for mm-hmm. Duke. Maybe he like gave him or her maggie him maybe yeah. to like for exchange yeah yeah well actually i did have like how do they get food in this place i guess like do they just drop stuff they, to them the mil yeah the military does a food drop because at one point um a helicopter's flying overhead mm-hmm. and they say something about how there's like a group of guys that are over in a field mm-hmm. by the food drop mm-hmm. And uh, like they're waving the helicopter to come in, right? Right. I think the military drops food in maybe like once a week or something like that. Yeah, that makes. Watch well, because Maggie or the girl in the diner says like, uh, "Oh, watch out for the crazies because like it's the end of the month and like they're mm-hmm. running out of food, so maybe the crazies they eat people." I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they go outside. Uh, they leave the place because they know Duke is coming. This is where you first see Duke's car, and Duke's car is so fucking funny, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it has like two giant chandeliers. Like, yeah, it's not just like a little like light. It's like fucking full on chandeliers. <laughs> 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 and he has like a like a caravan crew that like mm. follows him with different like vehicles of their own. Yeah. Uh, Duke basically wants the diagram of the bridge because the diagram shows where all the mines are that are placed on the bridge. Mm-hmm. And everything in this prison is like, was just like left, like all the belongings and everything that was in Manhattan was like left there. So it's not mm-hmm. like, like a prison with like walls, like in like, like a cafeteria. It's just like Manhattan, right? Yeah. We didn't see any product placement though, which I was surprised. I think it was too early, maybe for product placement. Maybe, yeah. Like I was fully expecting to see like a McDonald's kicking around or yeah, or Burger King. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because it was like a built set, they didn't have. That's true. Yeah, didn't have anything. Uh, so they end up stealing one of the cars from one of the guys and. They're like driving and brain is telling where to go. And Maggie's like, okay, go down there. Like that's Broadway. And brain's like, oh, it's okay. Like Duke has to go around the other way. We'll beat him back to where the president is. Mm-hmm. 
and they're going down Broadway and just like all these people just like chucking bricks and sticks at their car trying to get at them then like they get to the end and there's like a big like car barrier and then like snake just like turns around he's like all right hang on just backs right through the fucking <laughs> pile of cars he's <laughs> like pushing out a fucking jenga block yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i want to so know we... how they got the cars stacked up like that like did the prisoners do that or did the military do that well, they must have because there's like areas right like kind of like the warriors right you all have yeah. your, like area that you uh like patrol patrol basically your turf yeah yeah your turf yeah it's a good question though um so they get to duke's like hideouts like kind of like a subway train area mm-hmm. and uh they decide that snake's gonna go like up above the train and then maggie and brain are gonna distract all like the people outside so they distract him, you know, and then um, Snake gets inside and ends up killing one of the guys that was in there with the president. And then uh, the president is like chained up, and there's a guy like talking to him. And the president sees Snake kill the guy and gives Snake away, like right away. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck, man. The guy's like, oh, what are you looking at? Turns around and there's fucking Snake shoots him with the bow and arrow and the uh, or crossbow in the leg. Yeah, and just fucking out of nowhere, Snake just. Whoosh, throw and star <laughs> right to the fucking head. Did not expect that. <laughs> yeah. Great. It was cool. Uh, so they get out there, but unfortunately, Duke comes back and they end up catching Snake with the president because he couldn't really walk very well with the crossbow mm-hmm. in his leg. Um, there's two hours left uh, to get the tape back over the wall and the president over the wall because. They need, like, it takes two hours to get to, like, where the summit is or something like that. Mm. And so they capture everyone. They bring them back to, like, I don't know, some area, some yeah. building. And they leave, like, President and Brain and Maggie with, like, a couple guys uh, somewhere. Um, but then meanwhile, Snake is, like, put in a, uh, a death match. <laughs> with some i was expecting it to be like a wrestler i think would have been cool but i think it was just too early i think yeah to like have like a predominant wrestler yeah because wwe wasn't huge back then or wwf i should say no it wasn't i don't really big back i don't then. think it was until like the late 80s actually he was oh really ox, ox baker oh. he was known professionally as ox baker uh he was in the WWF in 1980 and was given the Grand Wizard as his manager. Hmm. <laughs> uh, left shortly after and never wrestled for the WWF again. So he wasn't like a, a full-time hmm. wrestler. But he was a fucking monster. He was. I love his eyebrows are like, I don't know, they were weird. Yeah. And his like big like beard mustache thing was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, they're immediately like given um baseball bats and you know they're going at each other. Obviously, Snake isn't really doing too well because this guy's fucking massive. <laughs> um, and then eventually they give them baseball bats with nails driven through them in like these garbage can lids. Um, and Snake notices on like the referee, I guess, like on the outside, that like he has that. Uh, little uh, bracelet with like the catch on it, which will like show them uh, Hawk his location. Yeah. 
Um, and then the guy he's wrestling, I think, has like the uh, the timer on his uh, wrist. Yeah. Um, so they're given these new weapons, and of course, Snake wins and hits him in the back of the head with a nail, uh, <laughs> the bat nail, and uh, then everyone immediately starts like, "Shit, Snake, Snake, Snake!" Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a pretty cool scene. No loyalty to the fucking fighters whatsoever. <laughs> Just no. whoever wins, that's who we're cheering for. Yeah, exactly. Um, meanwhile, uh, Maggie and Brain, they go to where the president is and Romero is there. Um, and then out of nowhere, uh, Hawk, excuse me, just stabs the fuck out of Romero. Mm-hmm. And then Maggie's like sharp on the gun, immediately just shoots like four guys. I was like, damn. Maggie. Yeah, she was good. That was impressive. Uh, so they end up getting the president out of there. Um, and uh, Snake has one hour left to get out of there. Mm-hmm. So Maggie and Brain take the president to the top of the World Trade Center because they know that's where the glider is. And they're like, have a shoot off all these guys. And then the guys end up pushing the glider off the World Trade Center and like more like really, really bad CGI. <laughs> it's like the glider falling down. Like, I feel like you could have done so much better with that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like very quick, but yeah, you know, you spend all this money on this great set, but just like have like a little model plane fall and do a like, fake explosion, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Start making movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they get down to the bottom level again, and they're getting to Hawk's car, and the car won't stop. And they open up the front hood, and there's no engine in it. Uh, so I don't know where the fuck, how they would get the engine out of the car if like Brain knew that his car worked, but that's gone. So uh, yeah, guys in it has a crossbow, and then immediately um, Duke and all the guys say pop off from out of there, and then. Uh, snake shoots some light or something like that and like tra- creates a distraction and then they like start running away um, and they get in the cab with Cabby mm-hmm. and they are they got the map to where the bridge is and like uh, how to navigate it so Brain has the map and they're on the bridge they're like going down it and like he's telling them like okay go left stay left and then they get to one point, uh, they hit a mine, the car like explodes. Splits in half. <laughs> I don't know how the people in the back, I thought were dead. I was like, okay, oh, yeah. they're dead. They got 100%. split in half, but just split perfectly down the middle. It's almost like Cabby had two halves of a car and just like welded them together. And that yeah. blast was enough to break the welds and just like smash it off. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so now they're on foot. And they're like running, and Brain is like, okay, go right. And then they go right, and he's like, no, left, left. And he goes left. And at this point, Bettina's watched in the last half with me. And whenever Brain hit that mine and his body went flying, <laughs> both of us laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous like thing ever. Oh my God, man. Yeah, it was funny. So obviously Maggie is upset um, and she stopped and she has like this like massive like magnum thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like shooting. Duke is like way far away, but she's like shooting and 
he's getting closer and closer and she's not moving. I was like, oh shit. And like, he just fucking hits her so hard and like doesn't pan away. Just she has run over. I started yeah. laughing so hard. Oh man. Uh, so they get to the wall and um, the soldiers on their side, they like let down this like rope harness to like bring the president up. And then uh, Snake is trying to get up there, but the Duke comes with his gun, starts shooting. They get in a little fight. Um, I was kind of disappointed by the fight, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. wasn't much to it. Yeah. Um, he ends up like knocking the gun out, and then Snake gets up on the thing, and then the president like hits the lever to like stop it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then he yeah. just fucking shoots Duke, like, blasts him. He blasts him, yeah. Fucking, like, unloads a full clip on him. Yeah. And then he helps uh, Snake up the rest of the way. They get out, and immediately Snake just, like, pushes over his shoulders, like, get the fuck out of my way. He has, like, <laughs> 30 seconds left, and yeah, goes to, like, the scientist who is about to do it, and then Hawk is like, oh, wait, hold on the tape. So it gives him a tape, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, and then it's like, boop, okay, you're done. <laughs> and there's, like, the most, like, uh, anticlimactic, yeah, looking. anticlimactic, thing <laughs> and then he's like, has the wristwatch, it's like five, four, and then like counts down, and like it's fine, yeah. Um, and then immediately, uh, president has to do like his speech because he has enough time to make it to the summit, so he's like on TV, um, doing some broadcast, um, and he like thanks Snake for like saving his life, and then mm. after Hawk basically. Tell Snake like, hey, I got uh opportunity for you. Like, I think we make a good, really good team. And then Snake is basically it's like, oh, I'll think about it. Like, walks off and pulls out a tape and just rips it up. <laughs> Thought oh, that was great. And you can hear the tape playing in the background that the president used, <laughs> and it yeah. was one of Cabby's music cassettes. Yeah, which yeah. is like big band music. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the end of it. Yep. Um, have you seen Escape from L.A.? <laughs> I have not as much as this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't remember exactly what happens in it, but I was thinking it was going to be a continuation of this one. Like after I watched this one. Yeah. Uh, so I looked it up and whatnot and it, it's not like, cause I thought like he'd be working with Hawk and it was Hawk yeah. that was sending him back, but it doesn't yeah. seem to be that way. Oh, okay. Okay. But I, yeah, I do want to watch it though. Yeah, it's not very well received from what I've seen, but no, Still cool. Not. All right, um, anything else uh, that we missed or you want to bring up? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm good. Cool. All right. Well, that's the way the bullets fly. Okay, change it up. I don't know. I couldn't think. Of, <laughs> I couldn't think of what I normally did. There's no nunchucks in this movie. So. No, that's true. Cool. All right. Um, continuing on with what we did in our last episode, I guess we'll just do uh, our letterbox scores. Cool. Right? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, let's do it. So would you rate this on Letterboxd? Um, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. I've already seen your score, so. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a two out of five. I don't love this movie. I don't know. Even when I watched it last year, I didn't love it. Like I thought it was kind of a letdown. I think people just hyped it up way too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really like Snake as a character, but there's a couple characters I liked, but some that like I didn't like. I liked Brain and Maggie and Romero, but I felt like Duke was like not intimidating at all. Like he just talked up the whole movie and um, the story. It, it's crazy. Like it's an '80s story, right? Um, I don't know. It's it's a fun one to put on. Like I'll definitely watch it again, but. I just didn't love it. That's fair. Um, I like the score in it a lot. The set pieces I thought were amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I might give it a two and a half, but at most, but yeah, yeah, two out of five for me. All right. What about you? That's fair. Um, I gave it a three and a half out of five. I understand that it's not a great movie, and like some of the acting is atrocious in it. Some of the lines are not good at all. Yeah. But, and like the fight choreography, which we'll talk about later, I'm mm-hmm. sure, um, was not very good. Like, even for an 80s movie. Yeah. Like, some of the fights just seemed like they were just like, I don't know how to even, like, you know, whenever you're in a fight in a dream and like you can't punch properly. Yeah. It felt like the choreography was like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, the score was great. Like, typical john carpenter type score uh the set design was awesome it really felt like a really grimy like new york city type atmosphere which was good Mm -hmm. um like you i do really like um the character of snake and romero uh i love cabbie too i think cabbie is great um i don't know it's just a fun movie but like i had the nostalgia factor to back it up as well um And like, I know we touched on nostalgia with Spawn, but this was definitely a better movie than Spawn, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I don't know, three and a half out of five for me. But yeah, all right, you guys know our scores. We'll head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus. <laughs> Featuring an atmospherically grimy, futuristic metropolis, Escape from New York is a strange, entertaining jumble of thrilling action and oddball weirdness. Based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? Um, I know people like this movie, so I'll go with uh, 72. 88%. Damn, that was way off. <laughs> On 72 reviews, though. Okay. And an average score of 7.3 out of 10. All right. So you're very close to the average score, at least. And the audience score was a 77% on 50,000 ratings and an average score of 3.8 out of 5. Nice. Letterbox is pretty much the same. Uh, has a 3.6 out of 5. Uh, let's see our friend Alan gave it a 3 out of 5 of course he did Slash and Captain gave it a 2.5 uh, Anthony here be monster gave it a 3.5 Nathan I hope you suffer gave it a 4.5 uh, John uh, Brasher gave it a 4 out of 5 Screaming Cinema 4 out of 5 that's it so there's a few down low like you and a mm-hmm. few higher up too. Yeah. Not too bad. All right, you ready for Cunning Stunts? 
wasn't a whole lot of stunts in this movie, but no. What do you got for us? <laughs> um, stunt rating, I'll give it a two out of ten. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, it really wasn't much in this movie. It's basically just them running around New York City, not mm-hmm. really doing anything. Um, so yeah. Uh, what's the next favorite stunt? I guess. Yep. Yeah, favorite stunt. Um, you know, I'll go with the throwing star kill. Okay. I did not expect that. Um, yeah. And then which stunt I'd like to try and do? Um, hmm. Maybe like the parkour that Snake was doing, like through the the slum <laughs> buildings and stuff like that, smashing right. out windows, climbing up, dodging stuff. That'll be fun. All right, that works. Yeah, what about you? Well, I also gave it a two out of ten. Um, nice. wasn't a very stunt driven movie. Uh, I mentioned previously the fight scenes were very. I almost want to say like monotone. Like it's a weird way mm-hmm. to describe actions, but like they were just I don't know super one dimensional. The fight scenes were not good whatsoever. Uh, like even the wrestling ring. Like they were just literally yeah. taking the fucking bats and hitting each other with in the shield with them. Yeah. It wasn't a good fight sequence whatsoever. So yeah, two out of ten for that. Um my favorite favorite stunt. Um I don't know, I just shit on the wrestling thing, but like the nail bat to the back of the head. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. Good way, good way to end the fight. Mm-hmm. Um and one that I would want to try, I'm gonna say the the glider. Like I was gonna up, say that too. Yeah, yeah. Gliding up onto the World Trade Center. Yeah. I've never been in a glider, but I feel like it'd be fun. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. All right, that wraps it up. So what is your pick for December? All right. So I told you I'd picked a movie. But I was thinking tonight, and I'm actually changing it. Okay. Because my last movie I picked was also a superhero movie, so that might give away what my pick was going to be. Okay. Uh, you love that movie, by the way. Um, so do I. But I'm not going to pick it. Uh, we are going to be going to the Rocky Mountains with Ooh. our boy Sylvester Stallone. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> In 1993's Cliffhanger. Yes, I fucking love this movie so much. I've never seen it. So. Ah, it's fun. Yeah. What movie were you going to pick? What's a Christmas superhero movie? Our just... favorite Batman movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Batman Returns, yeah. I feel like we need to do Batman like in succession. All right, fair we don't have to, but no. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna, I was gonna pick that one, but then I was like, eh, I don't know. I just, we just did a super movie for the last one, so I was like, yeah, spread it out. That works. Yeah, the fanger. So, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Not yeah. a Christmas movie, but I mean, there is a lot of snow. And I was gonna pick a Christmas movie. I was gonna pick Fat Man, but <laughs> I was still like, watch that. Uh, I was like, oh, it's just find like a winter like snowy mm-hmm. movie is good enough. So perfect. Yeah. I dig it. I've already told you my idea for December, so I'm going to stick with that one. Cool. 
All right. Well, thank you for listening. Sorry again that it's a week late, but uh, yeah, we're getting over our sickness. So we should be back to our regularly scheduled programming of releasing episodes every Monday. Um, in the meantime, though, check us out on social media at a podcast on Fury Road on Instagram. I almost fucked that up. <laughs> but the other podcast. Uh, and yeah, check out our little backlog of movies that we already have done. Um, we're having fun with this one, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. See you later. <laughs>